Welcome back to another episode of the Shut Up No One Cares Get Back to Work podcast. I'm your host, Colin Stucker, and this show is 10 minutes or less about big ideas that are going to stand the test of time to help you become a better human. I'm obsessed with helping other people become better as well as myself. And then through ripple effect, through leading by example, we're going to change the world one person at a time. So today's big idea is how to effectively manage stress. Let's get right into it. So we all have stress. We all have fear. We all have things that upset us more than others. We all have loss. These are universals to the human experience. We're all going to lose people. We're all going to run into walls for the things that we want and people are going to affect us in ways that we didn't plan for or that we can't control or that we have a hard time accepting. The human experience is one defined by stress, especially in our modern world. We all avoid pain. We pursue pleasure. We all like things that are easy and we avoid the hard. We avoid the difficult. We seek comfort. And you've probably heard the phrase comfort is killer because it is. And so today I'm going to give you some strategies about how to effectively deal with stress and channel it into fuel that you can use for positivity and for making your life better. So the first thing that you have to understand about stress is it is your responsibility. It is nobody's responsibility but yourself. How you respond to stress is that core responsibility you have. You will never, ever mitigate stress and you will never build this perfect fairy tale utopian life if you don't come to terms with reality and take responsibility for the facts of life and of how you think. And how you think is directly connected to how you deal with stress for better or for worse. Most people don't deal with stress the right way. Most people blame and they play the victim and it's woe is me and the universe conspires and they complain. These are all unproductive behaviors that actually leads you to getting more stress and more negativity in your life. On the flip side, there are some strategies that you can deal with to take stress, use it as fuel, throw it into that locomotion engine that you can burn up and get better results in life. And you can become stronger from stress. Iron sharpens iron. As Nietzsche said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. If, probably should have added, if you use stress and you use things that try to pull you down as fuel and you burn them up, you throw them on that bonfire. Most people don't do that. Most people let nagging stresses build and accumulate and calcify their thoughts, even their bodies. And then over time, over years, they become more fragile, they become less effective and less happy. So to deal with stress, the first thing you have to do is you have to accept responsibility that all stress is how you respond to it. It's not what happens to you, but how you respond to it that matters. And that's my boy Epictetus, one of my favorite Stoke philosophers. So that's the first principle. Before I can give you any strategies for dealing with stress, you have to understand that it's up to you. And when you truly, truly understand that, when you take full extreme ownership of this idea, you have nothing but growth. You're at the base of the mountain and you can just start climbing towards growth and towards a better life. Let me give you a couple examples of how it's your responsibility, and then we'll get into some actionable things that you can do to better manage stress and, and better channel it into productivity. So here's some examples. You're in an abusive relationship. Maybe you even convince yourself you deserve it. Very common. Or you're afraid of change, or you're afraid of being lonely, or whatever it is. Or maybe it's a financial thing. The only person that's going to get you out of that relationship is yourself. Maybe you have a job that you can't stand. No matter what you've tried, your coworkers suck. Your boss sucks. You don't like it. It's not fulfilling. Again, maybe there's financial things, whatever. That doesn't matter. It's your responsibility to make a change. Maybe find another job or just quit and see what happens. At the end of the day, 
Most of us are never going to go homeless. We're afraid of things that don't matter. If you feel bad about your weight or you don't like how you look or you don't feel good and your health is deteriorating, nobody is going to force you to eat or not eat something. It's only you. And if you have goals and dreams and aspirations, nobody is going to force you to wake up every morning and get to work and do your thing. So that's the foundational principle of how to deal with stress. Now, some strategies that I've learned over the years dealing with stress and loss. The first thing is study the Stoics. Epictetus, Marcus Aurelius, Seneca. There's some other ones. Those are the top three. And The Art of Living is one of my most recommended gifted books. It's by Sharon, I believe, Libel, and it's based on Epictetus' work. Amazing book. Short paragraphs you can read every single day. Highly recommend getting that book. The thing about Stoicism and studying the Stoics is it's a never-ending practice because you will fall out of it. You will have times where you're more Stoic and less Stoic. And if you aren't paying attention to your Stoicness, which is basically just reminding yourself that it's all about how you respond. (laughs) That's what Stoicism is. Remind yourself that it's all about how you respond and constantly remind yourself and realign yourself to that reality of life. When you do that, you reshape your mind to, why am I complaining right now? I can either complain or I can just clean up the mess or I can complain or I can find a solution or I can complain or I can be productive, et cetera. You have to keep practicing this. And so having certain books you read or maybe quotes you look at every single day, you know, something like gratitude practice, is it's a very stoic-based practice. It can help remind you of things that matter so you can take some of the energy out of the things that don't. And you can remind yourself on a daily basis that the stuff that happens in your life, most of it is inconsequential and not worth investing energy into. So when you remind yourself to be stoic and you, and you remind yourself of the principle of stoicism, which is it's about how you respond, then you force yourself to be productive in how you deal with stress versus complaining and bickering and bitching and groping and yelling and screaming, all these things which are unproductive and which actually take you backwards. That stoic reminder will say, hey, wait a second, that's not a good idea. That's not going to improve anything here. And then you ask yourself, what will improve here? And then you do that. My second strategy that has helped me deal with stress effectively, but also grief and loss after losing my father, after dealing with a six-year relationship that went bad and that was very stressful, I turned to books. I read a lot. So specifically with my relationship, I I looked into codependency, psychology, all the relationship books. I tried to understand why my ex-girlfriend was doing the things she was doing and, and why I felt the way I felt and maybe some ways that I could think differently and maybe even actions I could take to cope better. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with. That, then losing my father, same thing. Stoicism, reading into grief and things like that, reading motivational, personal development stuff focusing my energy into how to cope, how to make decisions to build my life now instead of letting this grief destroy me and constantly, constantly, constantly keeping this front of mind so that I wouldn't fall into the pit of despair that was there. It's what got me through these struggles and it's why I am who I am today. And had I fell into that pit of despair and I let these feelings of grief and despair and pain, if I let those consume me, who knows what could have happened? And I definitely want to be the person I am today with a beautiful family, abundance, and really just, you know, happiness. I do have stress and I always try to remind myself to work on it, but I do have an amazing life, I will say. And it's come through conscious effort. And a lot of it is actually at the result of the things that I dealt with in life that were very hard. They molded me into the person that could build a life of abundance. So read a lot of books, different categories, blogs, articles, podcasts, YouTube videos, Anything falls into this category of education so that you can have more understanding and that you can find strategies to deal with and cope and and flip stress into your advantage. 
Because the more you understand something, the better you're going to respond and act as a result. Three, you have to find an outlet. Maybe it's therapy, maybe it's counseling, group counseling, maybe it's just confiding in somebody that you care about, or maybe even a stranger or whatever. It's going to be dependent on who you are and your personality and what you're going through. But there should always be some form of outlet and support system for dealing with not only grief and loss, but also stress. Now, I'm not as much of a talker. I feel like when it comes to minor stressors, the more I talk about it, the more I'm fueling it. So I tend to veer away from that and I go more inward. And that's why books and journaling and self-study and things like that really work for me in that way. But when it comes to loss, I think there's benefit for almost everybody to talk about their grief and try to share it and try to work through it that way. There is definitely a therapeutic aspect of discussing this. If you're the type that gets more benefit out of talking, as long as you're conscious that doesn't devolve into complaining and negativity, then finding somebody that you can talk to can be paramount for dealing with grief, loss, and stress. And be careful of who you're talking to because some people can have a negative perception and you can be sucked into that. And so you have to be very, very cognizant of any talking you're doing when it involves other people and of yourself because it can very quickly spiral out of control. So find an outlet, journaling, talking, reading, writing. These are all things that can help you cope and help you take stress and channel it into productivity. Number four, this is one of those things that's kind of a law of dealing with stress. You can't complain. If you complain, you will get more of the things you're complaining about. It's just a law of attraction. Like attracts like. You get what you engage in. You get what you let into your mind. You get more of how you let yourself respond. So when you complain and you gripe and you bitch, and it feels good in the moment, it feels like, oh, woe was me, poor me, you get a little bit of dopamine spike even, right? It's all centered around you, the spotlight's on you. You can quickly get sucked into that. And then it will perpetuate and then you'll just end up getting more things to complain about and you'll have more negativity and more stress and more loss and more grief. And that's not a place you want to be. At the end of the day, we want lives of abundance. If you're watching this video now and you're at this point, you want a better life. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around that. You want a better life. So you have to take responsibility and you have to not complain. They go hand in hand. The last big thing to help with managing stress and channeling it into productivity is self-awareness. You have to be self-aware. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know thyself, as Socrates said, how are you going to understand and mitigate the things you do, say, think, and feel? You can't. It's why self-awareness is like the baseline skill for life. If you don't have self-awareness, you don't know what you want. You don't know what makes you happy or sad. You don't know what you should focus your energy on. You don't know who the right person is for a relationship. You don't know anything. To take stress and to take all these things around us in our complex world and channel that into fuel and to be good at just not letting it affect you for the negative, you have to be supremely aware of who you are. You have to understand why you tick, maybe what the root causes are for why you tick. Try to address those as much as you can. Become aware. Ask yourself hard questions and actually try to answer them versus just being biased and saying things that are easy or convenient. That's the foundation for dealing with stress. But it's also the foundation for life. If you want to be successful, you have to be self-aware. Some people will strong arm themselves into success where they might make a bunch of money or they might cheat people or they might do things that are suspect or maybe borderline illegal. And then they might get what a lot of in our society would call success because they've made money or they become famous. But that's not success in my book. Success is being aware, being conscious, building a life that makes you happy and content, that makes a difference. And that isn't just single-mindedly focused on one or two things at the expense of others. 
So to deal with stress effectively, you have to have a holistic, broad view of your life, of who you are, and of what your goals are. And if you want to live a better life, if that's one of your goals, then you have to manage stress properly. And you have to try to build a life that mitigates stress and keeps the big things that bother you out as much as possible. You're not going to remove completely, right? You can reduce stress in your life by taking on less things, having less complexity, having systems, working with the right people, not taking on things you shouldn't, saying no, et cetera. Self-awareness is key. And there's no easy step-by-step path to achieving it. There's a lot of books you can read. There's meditation. There's mindfulness. There's therapy, asking yourself questions, trying to avoid the mental pitfalls and the biases and the dogmas that come with being human. It's beyond the scope of this video. I highly recommend you look into mental models and cognitive biases because those are paramount for why humans make bad decisions and really think they know more than they do and just otherwise don't understand much about why they do things, who they are, or life in other people. So to better manage stress, to come out of stress stronger, you take these principles, you take ownership, and you pull that energy that that negativity is coming at you, and you channel that into something productive, your to-do list, a way of thinking, a lesson. What better way to become a better, more experienced human than to take a lesson from things? Everything that stresses you out can be a lesson for how to better respond in the future. This is something when I first got into stoicism a lot that I reminded myself that when stressful things come up, I remind myself every time it happens, okay, great. I now have an opportunity to practice my responding. I have an opportunity to become more resilient, to become more steadfast in my stoicism. And stoicism isn't about not responding. It's just about trying to avoid negativity and wasting time on things that aren't productive. It's basically moving to a positive-minded, abundance-based view of the world. And that's how you manage stress. You focus on the positive, you focus on what you can do, and you channel all that energy into productivity, not into complaining or negativity or taking step backwards. I hope you take some of these strategies home with you and maybe make a list, maybe start reading some books, find ways that in your life to be more stoic, to respond less, to channel negative energy into positive, and to be proactive. That's how you get good at managing stress. It's also how you build an extraordinary life. Daily book recommendation, The Art of Living by Sharon Leibel. This is based on Epictetus's work. It's one of the first books on stoicism I read, and I've shared it probably, I've actually gifted it over 20 times to friends and family. Daily health tip, exercise. You could do 10 push-ups, 10 squats, a couple planks each day, and this could be a baseline fitness routine. You could get outside and take a semi-hard hike or walk for an hour a day, 30 minutes a day, even 20 minutes a day, and this could be a baseline fitness routine. If you're not exercising right now, if you're not moving, you are going to live a shorter life, period. Full stop, not gonna fluff it up for you. This is a reality. Humans are designed to move. Daily cooking tip. It's very simple. Don't buy foods with ingredients you don't recognize. If you did just that, you would probably remove 99% of the products that you shouldn't be eating from your diet. And that will have profound effects on your long-term health, your, your weight loss efforts, how you look in the mirror, everything, even how you think. Daily thoughts about money. Again, very simple because the big idea today was a little bit longer than I expected. But the first one is don't eat out. You will save money. You will save time. And more importantly, or most importantly, you will save your health. Because restaurant food is not health food, no matter what they try to tell you or market or talk about what is on their menu. Restaurant food is not health food. That's going to be it for today's show. I'm Colin Tucker, the Wild CEO. 
I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you like, I hope you subscribe. I hope you leave a comment. If you need to reach me, call on at wildfoods.co. Any questions, anything you want me to cover ever in future shows. And I will see you in the next one. Hey, hey, Colin here. Before I let you go, make sure you go over to colin.coach to hop on the AM5 newsletter so you can get a list of all the shows as well as some of my best content from the week before. You can go to colin.coach to get that now. If you'd like to support the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash Colin Stuckard and you can see some of the membership options, a small monthly donation to help support the work here and join me in my quest to build better humans using big ideas as well as promoting health through the Ancestral Mind podcast. I appreciate the support and if you have any questions or comments, you can send me an email directly to Colin at wildfoods.co. This show is also sponsored by Wild Foods Co. Real foods, superfood ingredients from small producers around the world. These are the products I use and trust on a daily basis. You can use code WILDCEO for 12% off your entire order over at wildfoods.co.